I'm Anna. And I'm Zoe. Welcome to That Christian Podcast. Hello and welcome to That Christian Podcast. We are back together again this Yay! week. Yay! I'm back from Spain and we're actually recording from the church building today. Yes, we uh, grabbed a... Um, <laughs> random from the congregation hazel hazel's one of our number one fans that's true (laughs) you know what i'm sad about is that i wait for this these episodes to come out every week and like now i'm gonna know what this episode's about so i'm gonna have to wait a week it's actually no it's still funny though you listen to it back and i still like giggle away (laughs) that's probably just it's quite sad actually sit listening i'm like oh that was quite a funny part of the conversation (laughs) So yeah, you can listen to it back and yeah. You'll enjoy it with a fresh pair of eyes. Yeah. A fresh pair of eyes. I wonder if you'll listen to the podcast in a different way since coming on as well, oh. knowing the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because what you don't know is that we're all sat really awkwardly close together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all like cuddling up <laughs> with the yeah. mic. This is why we need another microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, if you have Barry on, I'll yeah. think about how you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, cozied up. Um, it's fine when it's just the two of us, but it does get a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> when there's three. Hazel, can you tell us a bit about you? Yeah, so I am in, well, I've just finished second year of uni at Aberdeen University, and where I study Spanish and Latin American studies with religion and theology. Um, and now I'm at home uh, just working living with my family um for the summer yeah and um one thing that's exciting that I'm getting ready for is my year abroad um part of my degree well we're losing you though so it's a bit sad (laughs) so what are you doing in your year abroad um so I'm going to Spain um which is really exciting um it could have been Spain or Latin America I thought Spain I didn't know it could have been either yeah well it could have been either I felt too scared to go to Latin America Mm single woman and all you know. where would it have been in latin america it could have been i think a mixture of different places it could have been mexico which i was oh. like oh my gosh oh. i didn't i didn't really want to go there yeah. um i think it could have been argentina maybe like costa rica which oh. i totally would have done that actually i have a friend who went to costa rica he loved it my mum mm. lived in costa rica she loved it but i think like ultimately spain is in the same continent and stuff yeah. so i was like yeah and quite close to quite close to UK as well you can easily get a flight yeah. back yeah. yeah 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 and people are gonna be visiting me I'll get a big house with like 10 10 rooms and the whole will you will you yeah, yeah, yeah great that's fine <laughs> holiday Spain that yeah. yeah so you also play ultimate frisbee at uni do you want to tell us a bit about that I do um so I feel like I can't talk as an expert I've literally been playing since January um but it's basically, it sounds super lame. It's actually so cool, in my <laughs> personal opinion. <laughs> like, I, I went for the first time. It's quite a Christian thing as well. I would say, like, probably just under half the team are Christian. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's such a wholesome sport, I guess. <laughs> Does it get competitive? Oh, super competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a proper sport. Like, you go and you get sweaty and you're doing loads of running about and stuff. Are people actually good at it? All my days, like, when I went for the first time, I'd never seen people who were so good mm. at throwing a frisbee. <laughs> and, like, there's also more than one throw. Like, see if you think about throwing a frisbee, you're only going to be thinking about the backhand. There's so many more than that. <laughs> What's what? your favourite throw? <laughs> 
Okay, to be fair, the only one I'm good at is the backhand. And that's <laughs> even, that's debatable. So we'll what, go with that. What other ones are there? So, like, there's a forehand, which is also called the flick, um, which is just, like, the other way <laughs> from my backhand. Wow. <laughs> and then there's, like, overhead throws. Wow. And, like, a push pass, stuff like that. <laughs> I want, like, my friends from Frisbee are going to listen to this and be like, she has no idea what she's <laughs> talking about. Will you be able to keep that up in Spain? I really hope so. So we have someone in, like, there's a, a guy in our team who is from Madrid, which is where I'm going to be going. Oh, okay. And he played in Madrid. So I'm I'm really hoping that I can, like, maybe ask him or... Mm. I did Google it the other day, actually, and there yeah. is a team. Oh. Yes. Oh. But you played Ultimate Frisbee. No, I played... I went along to Ultimate Frisbee twice, <laughs> and... I think I had great hopes of starting, but then I realised my hand-eye coordination is so <laughs> bad. Like, there wasn't even any chance of me managing to throw the frisbee, never mind catch it. Uh, I do remember they used to train next to when we played Shinty, and they just all looked so... It just looked weird, like, grown <laughs> adults throwing a frisbee around a field. Like, <laughs> It's so much fun, and honestly, I would recommend it so, so highly. Okay. <laughs> but what was super nice was we had a, a beach competition, like a frisbee competition on the beach, and some people from our young adults at Seaton came and watched, which okay. was so lovely. I saw the photos of it. <laughs> but, like, I, I didn't even know the response of it, but... Uh, <laughs> That it was a super embarrassing day for them to come, I would say, because it was so windy Aww. and like playing on sand is so hard that like I honestly they they probably think that it's like a really bad sport. <laughs> so come along when it's not windy. <laughs> I did love that though that like um, church came and supported you. I didn't come. I I think we had plans. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think just we were podcasting. I think we were <laughs> podcasting. Um, but yeah, I just think it's so cool that church people came and supported you and um, yeah. Nice. No, it absolutely is. And it's like totally one of the things about this church that I appreciate so, so much is like how much of a family we are, but also how open we are to like having new people. It's yeah. not closed off or anything. Yeah. I'm actually quite interested. Our last guest last week, Karis, she mentioned about how she really feels like exercise is a gift from God. And that's not really something that I had thought about because exercise doesn't come naturally to me. But I'd really like to know your thoughts on exercise and sport and being a christian mm-hmm. i'm kind of glad you asked that i listened to last week's episode of course and really liked what caris was saying um like i guess i'd never thought about it either because i think i don't know if she had either but like whenever i'm on my way to frisbee or football or like whatever the sport is like i will usually pray before it like whether it's just like that we just have a nice time or that there would be opportunity to like talk to my my friends about my faith and stuff and so I think in that way like it really contributes to my faith and like my my frisbee team know I'm a Christian and stuff mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them will ask questions about it and things like that but also I think because sport is something which gives me so much joy and happiness and it is genuine joy and happiness mm. like it totally is like I know because of that I know that it is a gift from God mm-hmm. because you know all good things come from God and all, yeah. and all that how do you find that on the flip side, if you're like annoyed when you've lost a game or whatever, how do you find that you can still glorify God while being frustrated? Oh my gosh, that's a hard one because like, obviously my team know I'm a Christian, so I, I'm quite competitive. So if it gets to a point where I'm feeling quite like upset with myself or annoyed with another player, there is like maybe not at the time, but afterwards I'll have the thought in my head of like, oh, like I should be 
living for Jesus, even mm-hmm. while I'm playing frisbee and feeling really frustrated or annoyed. And so it is harder in those moments to be like, oh, this this is a gift from God. Yeah. Mm. But I think like that, like being able to control my emotions and stuff will just like come with practice and and being a Christian is a big motivator for being able to control yeah. those feelings and stuff like that. Yeah. No, that's so interesting. Um, Hazel, you had a very fun thing to chat about um, as a avid listener of our podcast and a theology god thinker a lot <laughs> I of thought you could say a theology god I was like <laughs> a theology god Hazel wow. um, a theology god thinker I don't know what's the technical you think term about though? god a lot um, but you when we were chatting about um, totally other subject but you had some interesting stuff to say and yeah yeah like that. I guess like it's a bit random but something that like I think I've thought about a lot since coming to uni in my second year because first year I wasn't really about because of COVID and stuff so like since second year I've met so many Christians like it's mad and it's so awesome Mm -hmm. like coming to Aberdeen and like the CU is flourishing and like Mm -hmm. church there's so many young people um and so like with that comes conversations with other Christians about your faith um and like like you say things about God and I guess speaking to lots of different people has introduced me to the ways in which we talk about things these things with each other and I guess I think a lot about the best way to do that and um yeah like I've got a Christian flatmate who is super super awesome and she's really taught me a lot about like being gentle and stuff and I guess I wanted to talk about like the ways in which we think it's best to discuss these things with each other and like being gentle I think being the utmost Mm. like that's there's other things which are super important like patience and love and kindness but I think like gentleness as a fruit of the spirit Mm. is one which I always read and did not understand Mm. like the others are like they're kind of self-explanatory right yeah but you'd read gentleness and be like what does that mean shall we read that passage just now just before you start chatting about it Galatians 5 verse 22 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law yeah so gentleness harder to understand than other ones why would you say that I don't know like I guess like when in the secular world you'd never describe I mean, I guess you could describe someone as gentle. Like, that is a way that you might describe someone. But it's not really maybe a way that you might act towards someone. Mm-hmm. Like, being gentle. Like, you might say, okay. you're gentle towards a pet. Or, like, mm-hmm. my dog's very gentle. Like, mm-hmm. if a child's scared of your dog or whatever. And But it was never, like, a quality that I would ascribe to other people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I never really understood what that meant. And I think, especially living with my flatmate, it's been such honestly such a gift from God to like have her in my life because she showed me that you can have like how gentleness is as a Christian is so often seen in the way that we converse with each other and like I guess like when I when I came to university this year you have a lot of controversial conversations with people (laughs) and like like it's so easy to like jump on the defense and like (laughs) me and my friends talk about this how like, you know when someone says something that you disagree with 
And so then you're forced to take the exact opposite stance, even though you do not Mm. feel that strongly about it. That's so interesting, actually. Yeah. Like, you do not feel that strongly about it. But in order to, like, make your point, you feel the need to be like, I hate, like, I like bananas. No, I hate (laughs) bananas. But, like, maybe you don't care about bananas. (laughs) I do that all the time. Like, if someone has a really controversial opinion, I'll go, like, full circle the other way I'll be like no and in my head I'm like I don't actually think this but like you just it's to prove a point isn't it it's like it drives it home more if you're less like oh I don't know about that yeah no (laughs) but there's harshness about that isn't it yeah such a harshness and I think maybe I had like well definitely I had some conversations like that with people about these these issues god issues you know bible issues and never felt good about it Mm -hmm. the way that it went you know and um I guess like when you come away from those conversations not feeling good is when you know that like that's not being led by the Holy Spirit Mm. like that's maybe what I would say anyway Mm. and so like learning how to have these discussions gently um has been such a big part of my university year this year which has been yeah super nice but do you have any thoughts like like experiences maybe can you, or I'm just thinking, can you sort of share maybe like a difference that you see in yourself between first year and second year since being more gentle? Like, how's it impacted your, obviously, do you would come away from conversations feeling not good about them. How's that changed now since really having more of a focus on gentleness? I think, like, it's about positive, okay, so I think when in first year, or second year that was kind of when I met the other Christians I would have these conversations and be so like self-conscious about Mm. needing to defend my own view and because of that I was never listening to what the other person was saying Mm. or maybe I was listening but only in order to think of something to say against that and so like I wasn't growing and I wasn't learning um yeah and I wasn't allowing for God to actually change my mind or like maybe work in the views that I already held and maybe change them to be more Christ-like. Mm. And now, like, it really is all due to my flatmate. Like, now when I have conversations, like, I'm so aware of how important it is mm. to listen to what that person is saying and then to have conversation where you're allowed to think in between, like, mm. in between saying things. So, like, if someone expresses opinion, which I've maybe I disagree with or maybe I've never thought of, not needing to instantly jump in with something... And in that way, like, taking a stance which is too polarised from what I actually think. Yeah. Like, thinking, like, being able to have a silence there, which I used to find super awkward, but now yeah. I'm like, no, I need that. Yeah. And then being able to think and consider what they've said and actually, like, maybe take on what they've said if I end up thinking that that is mm. something that God wants me to take on. Mm. No, I find that super fascinating because... I'm just thinking it through now. A friend of mine, we were chatting about, we have very, very different opinions on women in ministry and like the role of women. And um, she suggested that we meet up and chat about these things, not as like to debate, but just to chat about it. And I just really love that. Like we're very good friends and as friends, we can come together and chat about that. And I think what you're saying is actually very relevant for those kind of conversations. Like it's good to talk about differences. It's good to, like you said, you're not doing it to prove a point you're doing it to grow yourself um and I think it's just super helpful to hear that kind of gentleness you're not how you go into a conversation is really important yeah yeah Yeah, totally and like also 
yeah how you going like not going in to win it because like if for you meeting your friend like obviously there's a part of you which thinks because i believe like i believe this because i think it's true yeah like you wouldn't believe it if you didn't think it was what god wanted you to think yeah um and so sometimes that can lead you to go into the conversation wanting to win the conversation or whatever yeah but then like it just there's so much tension when you're having those mm. conversations and you feel annoyed with the other person and like yeah. you're like why are you not listening to what I'm saying and yeah. yeah going in not trying to win trying to give what you think to the best of your ability yeah. but also ready to listen because I think again like if there is one thing I've learned it's that even though I hold this opinion which I hope is true and I hope God's given me like it would be so arrogant for me to think that I was right about everything that I thought and so like being open to hearing the other opinions of Mm -hmm. the the opinions of other people basically yeah I also think that because you both do theology and I do think that it must be hard when you're really focusing on a lot of small issues and a lot of like for me especially I think for me the biggest thing is just that like obviously Jesus died to save us and that he's forgiven us and we're free in him and we'll have eternal life because of that but I think so for me I think my mind's almost not on those deeper levels whereas you're constantly Mm. looking through all these little sort of important issues and important to think about and important to have a stance on but it probably is almost like drilled into your mind more what like does that make sense what you're looking at and I think that must actually be very hard to sometimes take the focus off them when you're so used to spending hours and hours delving into them yeah it's like it's much easier when you're like studying something for ages and getting very passionate and like reading all this stuff being like oh I love this it's almost harder to take what someone else is saying because you're like you've spent so long doing this it's not just an opinion you've like formed in your mind it's like I've given a lot of yeah but I think it's Reminding me a lot about something that Hauerwas says. If you don't know of Stanley Hauerwas, he is he is a legit theology god. He is wonderful. Um, it's small G. <laughs> it's small G. Um, but he talks about um, speaking about kind of differences and like differences of opinion. And he talks about how these things need to start from friendship and from having good relationships with each other. Like he says, um, like go to the person who you're wondering about an issue and they are um I'm phrasing this badly basically he says go to that person and say tell me about this and how this is about your faith tell me this because we are both Christians and because we are friends Mm -hmm. and I think just what you're saying about gentleness and having these conversations it's important that friendship and being Christians is at the center of it and yeah oh it's this has been so interesting. I think this has challenged me a lot, just what you're <laughs> yeah, saying. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It still challenges me. Like I like I think I'm so glad that it's now on my mind. Because before this year it wasn't even it wasn't even in my radar oh, yeah. of thinking like I need to actually be quite gentle in the way that I have these conversations. And so like it challenges me all the time. But um shout out to my flatmate Abby, who has super different opinions to me, but we get on so so well because we have these conversations so gently how do you think as someone that's very aware of speaking gently how do you think you should approach it when you're speaking to someone that's maybe got a different opinion to you and they're coming across very aggressively and very much like why why do you believe that though like this is what the bible says blah 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 and it's maybe something that you don't quite agree with how do you like 
do you call them out for it or what, how do you approach that situation? I don't know. I think I haven't been in that exact situation right. as of yet, but it will definitely mm-hmm. come. I think so. I don't want to talk as if like I'm so perfect because in that situation, like it's so hard yeah. to remain gentle and to kind of like keep calm. Mm-hmm. And you also don't want to patronize the other person, I yeah. guess. And but I think in situations like that, the conversation, if it's going in that direction, there's maybe one of two things that you can try. Like, firstly, you know when you're speaking to someone and you can tell they're super nervous. Mm. And so you just try and be really calm because you're trying to like show them that they don't need to be nervous. So like maybe if someone's, you're having a theological discussion and someone's being really militant and you keep trying to be gentle and stuff and show them they don't have to be, like are they being militant because they're self-conscious? Because that's what I used to do. Right. And so, like, show them that it's okay to, like, express something which might be wrong and I'm not going to, yeah, like, say anything or, well, I'm not going to, like, judge them or whatever. But then if they really are just being militant because they're annoyed about the stance I'm taking, that kind of conversation is not helpful in yeah. any way. And it leaves people being, it well, certainly leaves me feeling attacked and, like, yeah. I guess, like, discouraged. Mm. And I think when you're feeling discouraged after... A conversation like that's maybe when you know that it wasn't a super godly conversation because you can have conversations yeah. where someone's maybe like say, telling you you're doing something wrong but you don't necessarily feel discouraged you feel like convicted or whatever um, and so maybe just walking away from that that's such an interesting point you can have godly conver- you can have conversations about god that aren't godly yeah. it's quite yeah yeah <laughs> I wonder, what do you think about um, and again, coming, you're not, you said it yourself, you're not perfect, you don't know everything about this. But I'm just wondering your opinion on social media. Um, I see a lot of Christians posting their theological opinions on social media, and I'm not saying that's wrong, but you do see it can cause arguments in Facebook yeah. comments. And I, I wonder what you would say about behind the screen, how to be gentle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a hard one. And I think, I think like, I don't want to like lead too much by my emotions. Mm-hmm. But when I sometimes see some of those posts or whatever, which are controversial and which will stir things up, it makes me feel pretty sad. And so like, like when I feel sad about those things, I kind of take that as kind of maybe guidance from the spirit that like, maybe that wasn't the right thing to post or whatever. And I guess you have to be so careful because when you're behind a screen, that you're not addressing a specific person. So whether it's about, like obviously abortion is a big topic right now and like Mm. you can easily post something and you're not like you're not thinking about how there's real people who are Mm. like actually experiencing this Mm -hmm. and it's and so then it makes it so easy to like attack Mm. that issue and you just have to be so aware that like this is people's actual lives and I liked what you said about how friendship is so key Mm. so like when you want to have these conversations with people I think it is so important to have a base level friendship at least mm-hmm. because then that person knows a bit about you and they know that if you had an opinion which they didn't like that they know you're tr- you're doing it because you're trying your best or not just because you're trying to be mean or whatever so yeah. like with social media I think it obviously removes that element of like being in person with someone having that conversation and so it's so much easier to not be gentle mm-hmm. And I guess your tone of voice, again, like, can't be heard, so... Yeah. 
and no one can see your face or whatever so like it just makes it so hard so i guess i would probably abstain from like posting theological opinions and stuff on social media because i'd rather like people actually ask me about it like rather build a friendship Mm -hmm. first yeah definitely and like if my opinion's not wanted I don't want to give it so yeah. like yeah. I'd rather someone actually asked me yeah that's kind of a good point yeah, yeah. So, yeah. well thank you so much Hazel yeah no it's been so lovely having you on and I think I love having other people on because it then makes us think a lot about stuff that we maybe wouldn't have thought of like that I you hear the verse about or the passage about the gifts of the spirit so much and you're right I don't know that I ever dwell on gentleness and what that actually means and I think that it's such I think what you've said is so practical as well like going out here I hope that ourselves and also people listening I hope it's actually really helpful on a practical basis and speaking to others and speaking to other Christians but also people who don't have it like Mm -hmm. even people just in like your day-to-day lives how you're speaking to people on the whole it's Mm -hmm. being gentle and even if it's not theological issues, there's always going to be things that you disagree with on people. Yeah. And it's actually a really practical way to approach those conversations as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, yeah, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on, Hazel. Um, it's nice to have a fan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm going to hate the way my voice sounds. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you all have a lovely day. Please remember to follow us at That Christian Podcast on Instagram. And we also have our buy me a coffee if you'd like to contribute to the running costs, such as getting another microphone so that um, <laughs> guests don't have to sit uncomfortably close to us. <laughs> yeah, see you all next week. Or-